What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Simple Power Podcast, and thanks so much for being here. This is episode number 34, and this week we're getting into what it looks like to be a prophetic people, practically partnering with the heart of God in order to see change and transformation happen in the world around you. So stay tuned. It starts right now. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Simple Power Podcast, where we think practically about the presence and the power of God. I'm your host, Duke Lamastra. Really, really grateful to be so, and I'm really, really grateful for you for being here. Thanks so much for taking the time out to click, to watch, to listen to however you're consuming this podcast right now. If you haven't done so already, if you get anything out of this, if it ministers to you in any way, if you would consider subscribing. But hey, uh, if you would, stay tuned till the very end. I've got a really, really special challenge that I just want to give you some details on, but I'm going to do that at the end. For now, let's go ahead and jump into this. I'm actually kind of switching things up a little bit. I had some different plans of, of what I wanted to talk about today. But uh, actually based on a dream that I had a couple of days ago where I actually saw myself teaching what I'm about to share with you, I decided to just kind of switch things up because this is just what I felt like the Lord was leading me to do for this week. In Isaiah chapter 42 verse 9, God says, Behold, the former things have come to pass and new things I declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them before they spring forth, I tell you of them. I kind of want to use this verse as a jumping off point for what I want to get into today. God speaks to his people. He doesn't leave us in the dark. Contrary to popular belief, contrary to, to what a lot of people think, God does not leave us in the dark. He does not leave us confused. He does not leave us to walk around in confusion. His voice is essential. Jesus said in Matthew 4, verse 4, in response to the, the enemy's uh, attack, the enemy's temptation, Jesus responds saying, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. We live by the words that God speaks. We live by it. It's not something extra for the believers, not something that's like reserved for a certain type of person or for those that are in ministry, for the prophets and apostles, or for those that have been following the Lord for a certain number of years or whatever. Wherever you are in your walk with the Lord right now, his voice is for you. He speaks to you. I know a lot of people say things like, or they, or they think things like, well, God's just not speaking to me right now. You know what? I don't think I can accept that because it's his, his nature to speak to you. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. He's the shepherd. We're the sheep. The foundational aspect of that relationship is that he speaks to us. He reveals himself to us. He shares his heart with us. He opens up revelation to us. He leads us by his spirit. Your nature is as a sheep. His nature is as a shepherd, meaning that your nature is to, you need to be led just like me. If I'm not led by God, then I'm in trouble. If I'm not led by God, if I'm left to my own devices, trying to figure things out on my own, I go the wrong way every single time. I need to be led, but it's his nature as our shepherd to lead and to guide us. He's so good at leading us. But look, a sheep that tries to go on its own and, and just kind of fights against the shepherd and does its own thing, that sheep is not going to get far. That sheep is not going to accomplish its purpose. That sheep is going to fall over, fall into a ditch and die somewhere because the sheep needs to be led. You and I need to be led. And when we allow our shepherd to lead us, we actually 
find the full capacity of who we are. We discover who we are in him. We discover more and more about who he is, and we can experience more of his fullness in our lives, and we get to partner with him in really, really tremendous ways. So he does not leave us in the dark. He speaks to us. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And right here in Isaiah chapter 42, he's talking about how he declares things to us before things happen. He declares them. He'll show himself to you. He'll show you what he's doing so that you're not left in the dark before they spring forth. I tell you of them. And I know that a lot of people, a lot of believers, a lot of Christians have just acclimated and become accustomed to living a lifestyle of struggling to hear God's voice, of living in confusion, of feeling like they've got to figure it out on their own, and they think that it's normal. It's not normal. The normal way of life, the normal way that Jesus showed us what he set up for us, what he's made available to us by the power of the spirit of God that lives inside of us, by his abiding presence with us, is that we would be led by the spirit of God in daily life, not just for the major, like the huge decisions that come up every once in a while, but for life, for every decision of life. It's in his nature. It's who he is. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 6, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. That's what my New King James James Bible says. Uh, Some translations will use the word comforter there. It's the Greek word parakletos and it means intercessor or uh, again, comforter or advocate. What the word really means is one alongside of. The Holy Spirit has come alongside of you and he teaches you things. He leads you in the way that you're supposed to go, in the way that is going to be life-giving for you, in the way that God has for you. He convicts you. He reminds you of things. He convinces you of things, reminding you constantly over and over again about the fact that you are a child of God, that you belong to him. You'll actually find that in Romans chapter 8, that he's the, the, the spirit of God, the spirit of adoption, who cries out, Abba, Father, within us. He bears witness with our spirit, that we belong to God, that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. He lives inside of us and he's constantly leading us in the way that we should go, reminding us of things and revealing the word of God to us. But Jesus calls him here in this verse, he calls him our helper. He's our helper. Can you imagine a better helper than God? I definitely can't. We actually, we had a washing machine issue this past week and actually ended up being a plumbing issue. We had someone come out to fix the washing machine and they couldn't fix it, discovered it was actually a plumbing issue. We had water uh, leaking around the washing machine. So the plumber walks in with his assistant. Now this plumber was a grown man and the assistant was a, like a teenager, maybe 18, 19 year old. So the plumber's assistant was there to assist the plumber, but the plumber was the one that was actually doing the majority of the work. Generally speaking, uh, when you have a helper, the helper is usually in most situations less qualified than the one that they're helping. You know, a lot of times it's an apprenticeship 
type situation. Somebody's, uh, they're an assistant or they're a helper because they're there learning the process so that they could eventually get out there and do it on their own. So they go through this season of being a helper. You know, you'll see that in the teaching field. You'll see that with, you know, lawyers and paralegals. You'll see that with, uh, you know, obviously plumbers, plumbers assistants, electricians, electricians assistants, all that kind of stuff. The point is that generally speaking, when we talk about someone coming alongside to help, In the natural, we generally think of somebody who's less qualified than the person that's actually receiving the assistance. But in the kingdom of God, God has appointed himself, his spirit, to be our helper, to be the one alongside of us that comforts us, that reminds us of what God has said, constantly leading us and directing us in the right way. Obviously, he's way more qualified than we are, but he's alongside of us as our helper, as our advocate, constantly directing our focus, pointing us back to the Father and his truth and his word and what he's said and what he's leading us into. And this just reveals so much about the nature of this God that we're living our lives for. God the Father has sent His Spirit. The Spirit of God is the one that lives inside of us. This isn't like some other spirit or a different version of the Spirit of God. This isn't like Jesus light or anything like that. This isn't a child size or a bite size. This is the Lord of the universe. His Spirit lives within us. And so he lives inside of us and he's our helper, he's our comforter, he's our advocate. This reveals the nature of the God that we serve because he's such a shepherd that he's like, look, I'm not going to leave you alone for a moment. I'm always going to be with you. In fact, I'm going to just come and live inside of you. I'm going to set my spirit up to live inside of you. I'm going to make you my home. And that way, I'm always with you. You're always with me. We're always connected. There will never be a moment that you are outside of the scope of my voice, outside of the realm of being able to hear from me, of being able to be led by the Spirit of God. You and I are designed to be led. All right, so here's the deal. Because of all this, what's on my heart to tell you this week is that we are designed, that we are actually called to be a prophetic people. And don't let that prophetic word, don't let that word prophetic scare you. I know that there's like weird connotations about the prophetic. I know that there's a lot of people that have a bad taste in their mouth about the prophetic because maybe they've been wounded by the prophetic ministry or maybe they've they've been involved in the prophetic ministry and they've got it wrong themselves or they've received these bad prophetic words or they received prophetic words that they felt like led them down the wrong way. They've been, maybe they've been under a ministry where there's been an abuse of the prophetic or the prophetic has been used to control people or whatever. First of all, let me just say that prophetic, this not something weird. All it means, what it really means is to speak the mind, the will, the intent, the heart, the thoughts, the word of God. It's a declaration. It's a declaring of what God is saying, what's on his heart. So as we prophesy, we are declaring the will of God, the mind of God, the heart of God, the intent of God. And it's always to bring life. It's always to bring encouragement, to build somebody up, to uh, remind somebody of something, to bring confirmation of something. 
so often the prophetic ministry has been, you know, historically used and continues to be used to tear people down. It's used just as a form of correction. And yes, there are times to speak a prophetic word of correction. I've received plenty of prophetic words of correction that have been really, really good for me and that helped me. They're good. Corrective words are good, but they're never designed to tear down. They're always designed to bring life. Whenever the Spirit of God corrects you on something, He corrects you for the sake of bringing life. It's never to shame you. It's never to disappoint you. It's never to put you under guilt or condemnation. It is always to say, hey, this is where you're at. This isn't going to take you to where you need to go. So this is what we need to do. We need to course correct. We need to get you from here to here. And so here's what needs to change in your life. But it's always this thing that's that's filled with the love, the grace, the mercy, the compassion of God. It's never meant to shame or disgrace. And unfortunately, I understand that there have been plenty of people that have been wounded or hurt by the prophetic ministry when it wasn't done the right way. And I totally understand that. But here's the deal. We cannot throw the baby out with the bathwater. We can't say, oh, well, because this happened to me or because this happens, even though it happens often, (laughs) I will admit that it happens often, even though that this happens, it doesn't mean that we change what the word of God says and that we don't do it. Paul in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the very first verse, he says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. And if you jump all the way down to verse 31, he's talking to this church and he's saying, all of you can prophesy, all of you. And I know some people are like, well, I'm not a prophet, so I can't prophesy. I'm not a prophet, so I'm not prophetic. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul talks about these, these ministry gifts, the, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, right? And so he said, well, I'm not a prophet, so I can't prophesy. Look, that's the office of the prophet. And maybe you're not in the office of the prophet, so you are not what we would call a prophet. But that doesn't mean that you can't prophesy. Paul is talking to the church at Corinth in general, a whole body of believers saying, look, I want you to earnestly pursue spiritual gifts, but especially this one that you may prophesy. Not everybody is called to be a pastor, but there are plenty of people that are not called to pastor a church that do have pastoral hearts and maybe they're leading companies or they're leading their family. They, they want to protect people and care for people and watch out for people and teach people and build people up and stuff like that. That's a pastoral heart. Not everybody that has a pastoral heart is going to be a pastor. In the same way, not everybody that prophesies is going to be a prophet. Not everybody that is prophetic is a prophet. There are prophets who are prophets by office, but all of us are called to prophesy. There it is. I put it out there. We are all called to prophesy. We are all called to earnestly desire every spiritual gift, including the gift of prophecy. We should all desire to be a prophetic people being led by the Spirit of God in daily living in order to build up and to bring life to people all around us. When we prophesy, we build people up. We edify one another. And when done in the right context, prophetic words are so valuable that it's actually worth it. Just because it's done wrong sometimes, that doesn't mean that we can throw it out. You know what? Let's, let's take that a step further. The enemy only attacks the powerful stuff. He only attacks the stuff that's life 
giving. He only seeks to tear down and to distract from the things that are really, really valuable for us as believers, as sons and daughters of God. And I believe that the reason why the prophetic ministry has had so many issues and so many, so much struggle to the point that it's actually looked at, like even by the world, even by people that are not part of the body of Christ, it's looked at as this thing of, oh, well, those people are weird. People that think that they can hear from God, they're weird. People that, that say that this is what God is saying, they're crazy. Whatever. Who cares? This book, <laughs> the book that we live by, the word of God says to do it. The word of God says to do it because it's such an important way that God has ordained for us, that he's given to us as his sons and his daughters to experience growth and increase. Guys, a couple of days ago, I unexpectedly received a prophetic word from, from somebody that I had just met who's actually going to be on the, on the uh, podcast, I think, next week. So I'm really, really excited for that one. I received this prophetic word and it just, it brought so much confirmation to things that God had been speaking to me about and just help to position me in a greater way. God's been speaking to me for about six, eight months now to where I've completely rearranged my life. I've readjusted my schedule. And this, this prophetic word that I received a couple of days ago, it was just, it was confirmation that I was doing the right thing, that I'm on the right path, that I'm hearing from God, that I'm doing what God has said for me to do. When we don't see the breakthroughs coming right away, which they often, they very rarely come right away. You know, usually there's a process of walking out in faith, but when you can receive a prophetic word from somebody that says, hey, God just told me to tell you this, and he says this, and it confirms that thing that God's been speaking to you, it just gives you so much life. So being a prophetic person or living a lifestyle of walking in the prophetic, of living in the prophetic, doesn't mean that you're walking around to like people all over the place and saying, thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord, the Lord would say unto you, that's fine, but you, you don't have to, God works through you, through your personality. It's just living life. It's, it's, it's about walking with the Holy Spirit and then suddenly he just puts something on your mind or he puts something on your heart. You might not even know exactly why, but he just drops a name into your mind, Jeffrey, and you're like, oh, you know what? I better call Jeffrey. And so many times we dismiss those things. I remember one day, this was years, years, years ago when I was uh, still serving the Lord in Mexico. One day I was just sitting in my office and God dropped it. I just had a thought really just come across my mind that said, call grandma. And I hadn't spoken to my grandmother in months because I was in a different country. But all of a sudden it was this thought came into my mind suddenly, wasn't thinking about it. I was focusing on my work, whatever I was doing at the time. And it said, call grandma. So I did it immediately. I, I pulled out my phone and I called my grandmother and thank God that I did because I called right in time. My grandmother had just fallen for one of those schemes where people scheme, you know, people scheme the elderly and uh, they try to get people to send them money. So someone had actually called my grandmother earlier that day and said that they were a friend of mine and that I had been in a very bad car accident and I was in the hospital and I was on, you know, like ventilators and all that kind of stuff. And I needed money to pay for Like I was in a different country and I needed money to pay for surgeries and different things like that. And so unfortunately my grandmother actually fell for it. She went to the store and she sent her entire savings, like it was thousands of dollars. She sent her entire savings overseas to somebody claiming to be me. 
And first of all, I was blown away by my grandmother's love for me, which was cool. But at the same time, I was like, all right, hold on, hold on. How long ago did this happen? She was like, I just got back from the store. I just did it. I was like, okay, well, this is me. I'm here. Obviously, I'm not I'm not in a hospital. I'm not dying. I'm okay. Nothing's wrong. So look, you need to get on the phone. You need to call them right now. You need to, you need to cancel that transfer. And she was able to uh, get on the phone with them quick enough to stop the transfer before anything negative happened. She was able to get all of her money back. God didn't tell me, hey, your grandmother's in trouble. Give her a call right now. It was literally just this simple, subtle thought that God brought into my mind that said, call grandma. And so I responded. And then obviously that was a situation where I needed to call right then and God worked through it. So look, that's what I'm talking about. It's just, it's living life. And sometimes there's going to be these subtle things that come up, that, that come up. And as you're just led by the spirit of God and you begin to do things, sometimes it's calling a particular friend. Sometimes it's uh, going up to a particular person that you see in a store and asking if you could pray for them. Sometimes it's God just puts a thought into your mind about somebody that you saw again, like in a store, in a park, wherever. And then you just go up and you just have the boldness to step out in faith and to say, Hey, I believe that this is what God is saying to you. Or, hey, I was just walking by and I'm a Christian. Uh, I believe in Jesus. And I sometimes God tells me things and, and I believe that God is saying this about you. And seriously, you can transform somebody's world. You can change somebody's life. Not you, God, but by you partnering with God, you can see somebody's life changed and transformed in a moment by simply speaking a word from God. That's how powerful his word is. We live by his word. We live by his voice. And as we learn to be prophetic people led by the spirit of God in our daily living, in our daily lives, just allowing him to work through us, to speak to us, to move through us, to flow through us, then we have this privilege of partnering with the heart of God to see change, to see breakthrough, to see transformation happen in our world, in our communities, in our cities, in the people around us. So my challenge to you this week is wherever you are right now on this issue, this issue of the prophetic and walking in the spirit and hearing the voice of God in a, in a personal way and hearing the voice of God for others, wherever you are with this whole thing, my challenge to you, my encouragement to you is this, just allow the spirit of God to speak to you this week, to work through you. And, and what I mean by that is to just focus on him, focus on him. When we focus on trying to hear his voice, like when you're walking around a store and you're just like, oh God, I want to I talk to somebody. I want to tell somebody about you. I want to prophesy to somebody. Doing this striving thing like, God, what are you saying to this person? What are you saying to this person? It, it actually becomes more difficult to hear in those moments, not because he can't speak, but because we're trying, we're thinking so hard and hearing the voice of God and living prophetically, it really flows from a place of rest, and it flows from a place of intimacy with God. So as you just connect with him in your daily life, just become more open to being led by him. And I promise you, you're going to start to see opportunities present themselves to you. But whatever it is, just be open to being led by God. The really cool thing about walking with Jesus is that he's not one size fits all. He's just so good and he does things differently. We can't put him in a box and say, you know, because I did it this way last time or because this worked last time, that means it's going to be the same thing this time. No, you take the principle of it 
you recognize, yeah, well, God moved last time, so that means he's going to move again. Yeah, that's good, but don't box it up to the point of it has to look the same way. It has to be the same way because if you do that, you're going to miss out on opportunities that he's bringing in front of you every single day. Living prophetically means walking in the Spirit. So look, I'm not talking about doing anything weird or creepy or anything like that. And look, unfortunately, I don't have time to get into it right now. We could talk about the different rules and things like that for prophesying. But here's the thing. For what I'm really, really talking about, what I'm really getting at today is being led by the Spirit. By being led by the Spirit in your daily life. I'm not even really talking about, uh, even though it's an important aspect of it, I'm not even really talking about prophesying in the church context. I'm talking about being led by the Spirit throughout your life everywhere you are, whether you're at home, you're at work, you're out for a run, you're at the store doing your grocery shopping, or wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just walking through life as a prophetic person. Guys, all can prophesy, desire earnestly, all of the spiritual gifts, but as Paul says, especially that you may prophesy, because when you prophesy to somebody, when you speak the will of God, the heart of God, the thought of God, the intents of God to a person, you edify, you build them up, and you have the opportunity to bring change, to be a facilitator in that process of God bringing change and transformation into that person's life. Anyway, guys, I hope you got something out of this. Before I let you go, I just want to tell you, we have this really, really cool challenge going on right now, Worship Challenge 21. You can find out about it on our website at worshipchallenge21.com or going to our Facebook or Instagram pages at worshipchallenge21. And I really just want to encourage you to join this challenge. It's 21 days of worship to focus on him, on his goodness, on his nature, on his character, on just blessing him and bringing glory and honor, exalting the name of Jesus. And we are believing that he's going to shift things, that he's going to bring greater revelation of who he is. Like our uh, Facebook page, go to our website and register. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening this week. Really, really appreciate you. Make sure that you subscribe and share with somebody that you think you benefit from this as well. And I will be back with you next Monday, 6 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Central. Love you guys.